morning to everyone. Welcome to God's house this morning as we end the church year. Today is known as Christ the King Sunday. We'll be talking more about that, the way Christ reigns for his creation. A couple of quick announcements. The new Forward in Christ, the December issue, and the new meditations are located in the track rack in the hallway. Please help yourself. If we do run out, let us know. We do have more in the office. Reminder that this Wednesday evening is our Thanksgiving service, and as we think of the many blessings that are new to us each morning, we'll want to be here at 6.30 this Wednesday as we take a look again at the many blessings we receive from our Lord. And all the ladies that have will be helping with the Advent service with their different parts are asked to please meet with Debbie in the church office following our service. And as we think about Christ our King, may we lift up our voices this morning as, as we celebrate that victory that we have through Christ the King. As we sing our first hymn, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. Let us please rise as we confess our sins and receive that forgiveness that Christ our King has earned for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear friends, let us approach God with a true heart and confess our sins, asking him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to forgive us. Lord of life, I confess.
Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. In his great mercy, God made us alive in Christ, even when we were dead in our sins. Hear the word of Christ through his called servant. I forgive you all your sins, name the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the well-being of all people everywhere, that they may receive from you all they need, to sustain body and life, hear our prayer, O Lord. Lord, For the spread of your life-giving gospel throughout the world, that all who are lost in sin may be brought to faith in you, hear our prayer, O Christ. Christ, For patience and perseverance in this life, that we may not lose the hope of heaven as we await your return, hear our prayer, O Lord. Lord, Lord of life, Live in us that we may live for you. Please be seated for a hymn response. Lord Jesus Christ, by your victory, you have broken the power of the evil one. Fill our hearts with joy and peace as we look with hope to that day when every creature in heaven and earth will claim you King of kings and Lord of lords to your unending praise and glory. For you live and reign with the Father, the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Our first lesson for this morning is recorded in Jeremiah chapter 23. And here we see that warning again of our king that, yes, he will return for us. And and he promised, promised us that king that would give us our salvation. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to the shepherds who tend my people. Because you have scattered my flock and driven them away, have not bestowed care on them, I will bestow punishment on you for the evil you have done, declares the Lord. I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them, will bring them back to their pasture, where they will be fruitful and increase in number. I will place shepherds over them, who will tend them, and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will any be missing, declares the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord. When I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord, our righteous Savior. This is the word of our Lord. This time, we'll join in with our psalm for this morning, Psalm 98. 
the congregation will sing the refrain. Gospel according to Luke chapter 23. Here we see again about that king, that king that was nailed to the cross for us. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said he saved others. Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. They said, Jesus, remember me when you come to your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you'll be with me in paradise. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. This time we'll have the children's sermonette. They could step forward, please. Up, Jacob. Come up and sit down. 
Okay, I have something I want to show you. And it may be hard a little bit for you. I have a date that's circled here. Does anybody know what it is? Go ahead. Christmas, December 25th. Are you excited for Christmas? Yeah. Do you get do you get special things out your window? Do you get presents, don't we? Yeah. yeah we get just think though how, how long it's gonna be before Christmas is here. A couple weeks at least, yeah. Let's do some counting. Today's right here, the twentieth, okay? Twentieth of November. Should we start to count, see how, how many days it is before Christmas comes? Okay, six weeks. We'll see how close. Count with me, okay? One, two, three, four, five. It's going to go for a while, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's a long time to wait, isn't it? If we would go all that way. Okay, we could stop counting now. If we, if we go all that way, think about that. It's hard to wait, isn't it? It's hard to wait to get those presents. What present came to us on Christmas? What's the present, the greatest present that we received? Jesus. You're right, Emma. Oh. Presents, cake, all the cookies we get. It's going to be fun, isn't it? But the great gift that we got was Jesus. Do you have cookies all right? Well, I'm going to have to visit your house this in the coming weeks. I can come to, I, you got donut. I can come to your house too. But think about this for, for how long it's, it's hard to wait, isn't it? And today we're going to hear how Jesus, how he grew up to be a king. But he came just as a baby. He came as a baby in the manger. And think of how long the people had to wait for Jesus. We could be thankful that Jesus came. That Jesus came to be our king and to die for us. Because at the proper time he came, listen to what we're told in scripture in Galatians. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. We are forgiven because Jesus came. That's the greatest gift. He was that king for us. He came as a lowly baby came as a child, but he's given us the victory. So in these coming days, as we count to Christmas, let's be thankful that our Savior has come for us. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the greatest gift. We thank you for sending Jesus at the proper time. It's hard for us to wait, but may we celebrate the birth of our Savior soon. Amen. Okay, you can go back to your parents. Thank you for coming up. We'll continue singing about that Savior, this beautiful Savior.
Grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this morning is recorded in Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 1, beginning with the 13th verse. Dear friends in Christ, as I said, today is the end of the church year. And the church year doesn't correspond to the calendar year. But when you take a look at the church year, we get to see all the promises of God, don't we? We see his promise that he would send a Savior, and he did. He sent Jesus to be that Savior. He promised us salvation, and and Jesus gave us that salvation. Jesus came for us. He did his ministry. He died on the cross, rose again on that third day, and ascended into glory to that heavenly realm. He did it all for us. Yes, today is Christ the King Sunday. It gives us a chance to celebrate. It gives us a chance to celebrate that, that king that we have, that victory we get to see him ruling. We see that power. The power the way our king rescued us. We heard about it in the gospel lesson, his death on the cross. And told the criminal, today you'll be with me in paradise. But we also see the way he still rules over us. And at times we may wonder what's taking place. What's happening to this world. And, and it seems since the election about a, almost two weeks ago that just seems like there's chaos developing. But we do know who is our true king. We've heard a lot about governments. We've seen different types of governments. We elected a new president. We, we've seen monarchies in foreign countries. But now we get to see our king. The way our king rules for us, and that's what we want to take a look at this morning. Christ reigns as king supreme. He reigns over his creation, and he reigns as king supreme for his creation. Paul wrote the words that are before you this morning to the congregation at Colossae. Colossae is a city that's in present-day Turkey. He didn't visit them yet, didn't visit the Colossians yet, but on behalf of the pastor, he, he wrote this letter. Because there were many false prophets trying to teach again their doctrine, saying, oh, it's okay to believe in Christ, it's okay to believe in him, but you have to add to your salvation. You have to follow the rules of, of the Old Testament. You have to follow those customs. Like on the day of the Sabbath, you have to rest. That's the only way that you really will be saved. In other words, they weren't honoring Christ. They were belittling him. Christ's salvation, the cross, was nothing. But that's why Paul would write these words for us this morning. To remind the Colossians, to remind us of the way Christ reigns King Supreme, that, that Jesus is that source of salvation, that Jesus is this King. Take a look at verse 15 with me. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Actually, these verses were used for stanzas in a hymn that the early church would sing. Talking about that, that king supreme, talking about our Savior, and Paul would write this to the Colossians to show that Jesus is the king. He's the one that has done everything. And actually, these words should remind you of a portion of the Gospel of John. The opening verses of John where we are told again about the way, you know, the word was with God. The word was God. All things have been created by him. Christ created this world. He was there at that creation. 
He was before all things, as we're told in verse 17. He's the one that reigns king supreme. And it must have been difficult for some of those at Colossae to understand this. But when you take a look at these words, when you take a look at the image of the invisible God, now this doesn't mean again that God looks like Jesus, because remember, God is a spirit. So how can you have an image of something that's invisible? Well, actually the term here, image, can be translated more as a revelation. Here's a revelation. Jesus is that revelation. If, if we could see God, we could, if we took a look at the face of Jesus, we would see God. We would see that love. Here he is, true human and true God. He would have to be both. He would have to be both human and divine. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, but as you think, too, the firstborn. He's the firstborn of all creation. And think how that importance. Because the firstborn always received the greatest share of the inheritance. So here Paul is telling them, Jesus has received this inheritance. He created this world, and he is ruler of this world. And that's why in a few weeks as we celebrate Christmas, we think of the way again the firstborn that God did keep his promise and sent Jesus into this, into this world. He reigns supreme, doesn't he? Another problem at the church at Colossae was that Many were worshiping the angels. Worshiping the angels instead of Jesus, kind of, again, lowering Jesus. But when you take a look at this, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. So how would anybody, how could they worship an angel? Why would they worship an angel? after all, they have Christ, who was King Supreme. Why, why would they do this? Well, I wonder in this world, in the present day, why, maybe I don't know of too many people worshiping the angels, but how many are dabbling into that mystery, trying to um, find some type of power in some mystery? We see that in the Harry Potter movies and that about the mystery there that we can get the power. Or again, I'm not even sure if the TV show is on anymore, but um, is it Buffy the Vampire Slayer dabbling into you know this mystery, trying to get this power? But we have that King Supreme. We have Jesus ruling us. But as we think about this, yes, Jesus, yeah, he reigns over his creation, but he also reigns for his creation, doesn't he? And there's a difference for that. Think of what Christ, the way he reigns for us. If anybody has power and doesn't use it to help someone, it's of no value, is it? Take a look at the opening verses as, as we think of what Christ has done for us. Then these opening verses mean more for us, doesn't he? For he has rescued us from the dominions of darkness and brought us in the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Jesus has redeemed us, and redemption means to buy back. He's bought us back from our sins. Bought us back from our sins. Paid that price for us. And then you go on to verse 18. And he is the head of the body of the church, he is the beginning of the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Jesus came for one mission, and that was to save us. But I think, again, the way he came in this world, instead of coming storming in this world, shooting from both hips, having, you know, those guns in his hands and, and just coming in for that victory. He came as an infant. 
born in a lowly stable, the first ones to see him were shepherds, the lowest people on the social ladder. A child, a baby, that's our king. Come on, Lord. Isn't there some better way to come into this world? But no, he did it for us in that humbleness. But he is the head of the church. He is that head of the body. He did shed his blood for us on the cross. And now we start to see the importance of being both human and divine. He had to be 100% human to take on that law for us, to keep that law perfectly for us. He had to be 100% divine so that, again, God can't die. So he's given us that, that victory. He's given us that, that salvation. His death has made that payment for us. It's complete. Are we at times like the Colossians? Do we start to have some doubts in our minds? And maybe we don't always trust in God the way we should according to the first commandment. Do we start to have some doubts? I'm thinking after 9-11, we had doubts of what was going to happen to the world. Maybe over the last couple weeks, it seems like all we hear is the chaos after the election, and we're wondering again, um, we have some doubts. Does that mean I'm not trusting in God, who is reigning as King Supreme? Do you lay awake at night worrying about your children, worrying about your job? Do you lay awake worrying about what's going to happen in this world? That's kind of having those doubts, isn't it? But don't we have that opportunity to trust in our King Supreme? To see the way, the way Christ is, is ruling for us, what Christ has done for us, to see the victory that he's given us. And when we start to have doubts, when we start to wonder what's happening, what does the future hold for us? We know who's holding the future. It is Christ, the King Supreme. But maybe we can remember, as this father was trying to read a magazine, and his little daughter was bothering him. He kept saying, I just want to read this. Just give me a few minutes, and I'll play with you. She kept bothering him, and finally he had it. He wanted to read that article. So he tore out of the magazine a map of the world and tore it into you know, several pieces, you know, as small as he could, gave it to his daughter and said, why don't you go in the other room and put this together? Well, she did. She went in the room and came back just in a few moments, just in a few minutes. He looked at her, and it was put back together. The map of the world was there. And he said, how did you do that? How did you do that so fast? She said it was easy. On the other side was a picture of Jesus. When I put Jesus in the right place, the world came out okay. That is Christ reigning King Supreme, isn't it? That's what we can do, is to see Christ in that right place. And this world was all okay. God grant us for Jesus' sake. Amen. Let's please rise. May the peace of God surpass all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's join together in confessing our faith with the whole Christian church on earth with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father.
At this time, we'll have the Sunday School youth come forward as they lead us in our prayer, Father in Heaven. Having been led with them in prayer, let us please rise as we prepare our hearts for the Lord's Supper. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let's give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good and right that we should at all times and all places give you thanks, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty Everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who preserves his church to the end of time, when he will come again as king to judge all people and take his own to glory. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song. 
blessed are you, O Lord of heaven and earth. We praise and thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ. And we remember the great acts of love through which he has ransomed us from sin, death, and the devil's power. By his incarnation, he became one with us. By his perfect life, he fulfilled your holy will. By his sentence and death, he overcame hell. By his rising from the grave, he opened heaven. Invited by your grace and instructed by your word, we approach your table with repented and joyful hearts. Strengthen us through Christ's body and blood, and preserve us in the true faith that we feast with him and all his ransomed people in glory everlasting. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the night that he was betrayed, took bread. Given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this, remembrance of me. And he took the cup, gave thanks. Gave to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood, the new covenant, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink in remembrance of me. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. all things be prepared for the Lord's Supper, you'll be ushered up in the side aisles. You'll receive the elements, as well as the cups and the baskets, as return your chairs on the side aisle.
Having heard the word of our Lord and receiving the body and blood of our Lord and Savior in his supper, let's please rise as we continue our praise in the song of Simeon. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the foretaste of the heavenly banquet you've given us to eat and to drink in this sacrament. Through this gift, you have fed our faith, nourished our hope, and strengthened our love. By your Spirit, help us to live as your holy people till that day when you receive us as your guests at the wedding supper of the Lamb, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Please be seated. Again, as we think of that king who has given us the victory, may we live in, in his kingdom and knowing again that his powerful hand is watching over us.